You're listening to the Stephen Orell's Podcast, Episode 1, a Big Beard Books production. to the Stephen or else podcast. I am of course, Stephen, your host, and this is the first episode of this new podcast from someone who hasn't podcasted in probably a decade. I have a lot of stuff, a lot to get into and very little time to do it. The first episode is going to be more of a what's going on here. So we got basically, we have three main questions that need answering in this podcast. First off, of course, what is the podcast all about? The second, for those who recall, who remember uh, me podcasting over a decade ago, how will this podcast differ from the Just Another Fanboy podcast? And the third question, for those who don't know me at all, who the crap am I? Well, let's, let's tackle that first one. Who the crap am I? First and foremost, I am a husband and a father of three. My three children are all teenagers. If you followed me back in the Just Another Fanboy days, well, that was a decade ago. They're all teenagers now. Little Bitty, uh, she's 13. Noodle, she's 14. And the boy is 16. I don't... I, I used to use their names all the time back in the day, but I, for some reason I feel their privacy is more important as they get older. So I'm, I'm using not their names. Uh, beyond the wife and the three children, we have a dog named Niles and a cat named Jamie. So we have a pretty full household. I work two jobs, uh, to ensure that all the bills are paid. Uh, Karen, if you remember her from the old podcast, she works as well. Uh, and we're still quite, uh, quite the low rent family. Um, so beyond all that, father, husband, now a podcaster, uh, I'm also a writer. I have, to date, self-published two novels, Holiday's Gold and The Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma, Volume 1. Um, I have two short stories out there in ebook format. One just sold the other day, just sold a copy the other day. Uh, the other gunfight is that one. And then I have Fanboys of Doom. Those uh, will eventually be taken down and put into a collection that I'm working on. I also have two ongoing online serials that you can read each and every week, The Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma, and The Mighty, which is a, a superhero tale. The Adventures of Norman, Oklahoma is a, a fella who, who uh, well, he hunts monsters. He's a private investigator who specializes in the paranormal, the unexplained, and the just plain weird. So that's who I am. Uh, what is this podcast about? Well, <clears throat> the tagline that I put up for this podcast is it's the it's a writing po- it's this is we're we're going to do this a lot cuz uh I haven't podcasted in a while. The tagline of the show is the writing podcast that's not about writing. 
So this, the description I wrote is the podcast in which I talk a bit about writing, but it's mostly about the books and comics I've read, the movies and TV shows I've watched, and whatever else manages to claw itself into my easily distracted brain. So that's what this show is going to be about. How does it differ from the Just Another Fanboy podcast? As far as format, not much. Uh, of course, if you used to listen back in the day, the format of the Just Another Fanboy podcast changed at least four times. Uh, it started out as a single host podcast, um, turned into a podcast with characters and sketches. Uh, then it was then I my wife co-hosted it with me for a while, turned back into a single host podcast. Then I had two other guys who co-hosted it with me. Where this is a single host podcast. Um, the only the only real things that are going to change is the recording quality is going to be different. That has a bit to do with the fact that I work two jobs. I don't have a lot of time, uh, a lot of extra time on my hands. So what I'm doing um, is recording using my phone, sitting in my car during my lunch break. Um, I used to ha I used to sit at home and use a very nice microphone to record, which I still have, but I, when I'm home, I've got other stuff going on. I don't have time, uh, to record. And back then I would wait until the kids were in bed because they were all, you know, three, four and five years old and they would be in bed by nine, nine 30, uh, easy. And now it's, you know, if I, if I recorded with them in the house, the house is so small that, you it would be chaos. So if I waited until they go to bed, well, let's just say I go to bed before before they do uh, in, in a lot of cases because uh, I work two jobs. Now, another change is going to be the length. I want to try to keep these at about 30 minutes. Am I going to accomplish that? Probably not. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to fit all this into 30 minutes on this episode, but we'll see when we get to the when we get to the end. The next thing is, that's different, uh, I'm not smoking. I used to smoke back then, and I've been sitting, uh, well, I've been listening to some of the old episodes of Just Another Fanboy to, to get my mind back into the podcasting frame of mind. And uh, yeah, I was constantly lighting up as I was talking, so you're not going to hear any of that. Um, I will be talking about some comics. Maybe not every episode, uh, and what I'm going to be talking about aren't going to be current comics. The main reason is because I just, I don't buy them anymore. I can't afford them. But I do uh, check out trades from the library once a week, uh, myself and my two girls, uh, both of which are ravenous readers. Uh, we take a Saturday once a month and go to the local library and just check out a crap ton of books. And uh, I tend to get mostly comics. I get DVDs and comics. That's what I get. Uh, I've also got a pretty slick app that is used through my library called Hoopla. I know some of you use that. Uh, it allows me to check out four digital things in each month. Now that could be a movie, a TV show. Actually, I don't know if they do movies or TV shows anymore. It used to be movies, TV uh, music, ebooks, and audiobooks. But I use it primarily for the ebooks, i.e., comics. And I am in the middle of, of a particular six issue mini right now, and that's what I'm going to be talking about 
today on the episode. So I am going to try to fit in some comics talk on each episode, but it's going to depend on what I'm reading. But I, but what you're going to hear will be some nerd stuff. If I'm not talking about comics, I'm going to be talking about movies. If I'm not talking about movies, I'm going to be talking about TV. If I'm not talking about TV, I'm going to be talking about books. Or I'm going to be talking about all of them. So that isn't going to change too much from the previous incarnation, which was just another fanboy. Now, um, I have my show notes here in front of me. Four pages. Four pages of show notes that I put together getting prepared for this, what should only be 30 minute first episode. And I do want to talk about my Patreon Patreon page at some point, but I'm going to save that to the end. Uh, so first, how about some news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by... By... Uh, Oh, crap. I forgot. This is my first episode, so I don't have any sponsors yet. So uh, how about we just talk about some news? Okay, then. Now, the news segment uh, will not be necessarily current events. I am recording this on a Thursday, um, and I'm not quite sure if I'm going to release it on a Thursday or not. The original plan was I'm going to record uh, Thursday or Friday, release on Tuesday, but eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. We'll find out. We'll find out when I release it, because there's a big part of me that wants, just wants to go ahead and release it today. So your news is going to be just... Any news uh, in the geek world that I run across between recordings that I feel like talking about. Um, and I found something today uh, from darkhorizons.com uh, from Thursday, September 6th. And it's the headline is Cap, uh, Glenn Powell on Captain Planet Current Status. And first of all, I have no idea who Glenn Powell is. But frankly, I find it kind of interesting that they're making a live action Captain Planet movie. Um, I remember Captain Planet from back in the day, Blue Dude, Green Mullet, uh, five kids. It was it's the whole Voltron thing. Five people that ha that individually can't tackle whatever evil is afoot, and so they have to come together to form something more powerful than themselves. The 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 person alone can't do it, so the group can. Um, I don't really remember enjoying the cartoon too much. I think by that point I was, I was a little old to enjoy it. Um, I have seen some of the, uh, Captain Planet shorts on, was it Funny or Die with, uh, oh, I don't remember that guy's name. Uh, he is the new war machine in the, uh, Iron Man slash Avengers movies, uh, and yeah, I can't think of his name. Love him, but I can't think of his name. But I found it interesting that that they're going to make a live action movie. And you know, the first my first question is, am I going to watch it? You know, you never know. We'll see what it looks like. But uh, Glenn Powell apparently um, has supporting roles in uh, Everybody Wants Some. Heard of it? Never seen it. Hidden Figures. Heard of it? Want to see it? 
Sandcastle, no idea what that is. And TV's Scream Queens. Uh, I feel like I've heard that. I have no idea what it is. Um, the original series centered on five young people from around the world who were given magical rings that have the power to control natural elements. United, they can summon Captain Planet, a climate-focused superhero who helps them fight against environmental evils. So yeah, that's what the original cartoon was about. Um, so it says that uh, this Glenn Powell guy is co-writing the script with a Jono Matt and the pair is planning a subversive take on the material. Um, so apparently Captain Planet is a washed-up has-been who needs the kids more than they need him. So, I don't know. Um, just found that kind of interesting that, 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 they're, that they're making a movie, and it sounds like that they're going to go in the comedic direction because, honestly, I don't know which way you would go with Captain Planet. Um because I think if they tried to make a serious movie with a character like that, I don't think they'd pull it off. Now, this makes me think of the Power Rangers. I have to talk about the Power Rangers. Um, never been a fan of the Power Rangers. Uh, my stepdaughter and her man friend, her boyfriend, uh, they are both Power Rangers fans. My kids and myself, we like Voltron. And so arguments uh, come up whenever uh, we visit them or they visit us about which is better, Voltron or the Power Rangers. Their only argument uh, in regard to the Power Rangers being better is because they came first, uh, which is a weak argument. Because uh, if anything, whatever comes first automatically is better, that, that's a weak argument. Uh, Voltron's better. It just is. Uh, but they gave me a copy of Captain or Captain Planet of uh, Power Rangers for Christmas, and I finally watched it the other day. And at first, I thought I was gonna like it. I mean, I was really giving it a chance, but I just didn't. And it's because I think they tried to keep the same tone as the cart as as the old show, which I get. I think. Uh, adults who are fans of the old show back then probably would have really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I just had a real issue with uh, taking any of it seriously. They they seemed to like... It seemed like they wanted you to take it seriously, but when they have the villain whose name is Rita Repulsor, who's building a giant monster from gold named Goldor, it's just hard to take that seriously. And... I feel like if they tried to go serious with Captain Planet, it would be the same thing. Because really, he's a blue guy with a green uh, mullet. Did I say afro earlier? I may have, but he's got a mullet, a green mullet. Blue and green, which is the colors of the planet. The only other news story is that they have released pictures online from Entertainment Magazine from the new uh, Captain Marvel movie that's coming out with uh, Brie Larson. And just going by the pictures, it it looks good. Just looking at the pictures, it looks good. And we're finally getting some scrolls. That's they look really good. Uh, the scrolls, some scrolls just chilling on the beach, uh, looking very scrolly. That was pretty cool. The costume for Captain Marvel looks very much like it does in the comics. But I have to kind of wonder the 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 costume that's in the comics is something that just recently came into being 
I believe in the last couple of years. Again, I'm not, I don't, I haven't really read a lot of comics, uh, other than what I've been able to pick up now and again, um, at the library or through Hoopla. So I'm, I'm not really caught up on current stuff. However, I still go and visit a lot of those comic book websites just to read, uh, just to see what's going on, just to see if anything catches my eye. So I have seen uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers' new costume, and I feel like it's only come into place in the last couple of years. And I got to kind of wonder, did that happen because they knew that there was going to be a movie and they wanted to get ahead of the movie and rather than try to duplicate her costume as it was for the movie, let's go ahead and create a costume for the comics that would be easier to duplicate on screen. And I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. However, I feel like her old costume was a little more iconic than the new one. And here's, here's something that I'm, here's a trend I'm seeing in comics over the last few years that I'm not enjoying. And that's, so they make a movie based on a comic and they know that they can't pull off the costume on screen. We'll take Captain America's costume, for example. Um, the classic costume is blue chainmail with red trunks and red boots and red gloves. Um, drawn in comic book style by someone like John Byrne looks freaking awesome. Try to put that up on the big screen. Not going to look good. Getting a little trombone going wah, wah, wah. So I understand that they have to make a version of Captain America for the big screen in which his costume looks realistic and functional. But then they have to then turn around and try to incorporate that into the books. I don't see that so much with Captain America as far as, you know, what I've seen online. Um, but Batman, for example, uh, you know, his costume used to be very, very bold. Just your, you know, he had the trunks and either the gray, he had like the blue trunks and the blue cape and cowl and the gray bodysuit with the blue gloves and boots and all that. And now it's like you can see all the seams. It's this, the, the, the seams are a big thing. If, if you're not drawing a costume with a seam somewhere on it, usually down the middle of the, 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 the mask that covers the head or, I don't know, costumes these days have just grown more complicated for people to draw. And it's we're designing costumes now for characters with the intent that one day this character may become a comic or a, a movie. So let's make something that we can make sure when they make the movie, it'll 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 look good. It'll look like it does in the comics. I get that. I don't like comic books then doing what they're doing in movies, so they'll match. Eric Larson was talking about it on Twitter just the other week, and he made a really good point, which is the thing about comics is comics can do, you can do stuff in comics that you can't do in the movies and you can do it for a lot less money. So for the comic book to bend to the will of the movie just seems, it doesn't seem right, but how, what else are you going to do? Right? So I guess that's my little cranky rant for the moment. Um, but hey, speaking of comics. What is your favorite thing in the world? Comics. Yes. Comics! 
It's all about comics. Okay, so the comic I'm going to talk about today is called Bug, The Adventures of Forager. This was uh, published uh, by Young Animal, which is an imprint of DC Comics. It was a uh, six-issue mini. Um, it was, uh, the, the credits on the book are Lee Allred and Mike Allred, storytellers, Laura Allred, colors, and then Nate Picos was the letterer. I, I like to try, back when I was doing the Just Another Fanboy podcast, I like to try to uh, use my own words to describe what the book is about. But I'm only about two and a half issues into the six, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the book is about. So let me read you the description, and then I'll tell you about tell you how I feel about it. So... An all-new Young Animal miniseries begins. Forager is just one of the hive before he breaks out of his cocoon and finds himself in a mysterious house in an unknown realm. There, he meets all kinds of strange creatures, a ghostly girl, a talking teddy bear, and other worldly weirdos that have literally jumped out of his worst nightmares. But these interdimensional oddballs are nothing compared to the evil General Electric, who was on the hunt for a reality-bending metal that could alter the fabric of life itself. To stay one step ahead of him and preserve the multiverse, Forager must travel through alternate dimensions to seek the metal and hopefully catch up with that cagey stuffed bear. If he does, will he finally be able to distinguish himself as a new god? Okay, full disclosure, the only reason I started reading this is because of Mike and Laura Allred. A uh, huge fan of Madman from the 90s. Uh, so anytime I can read something that Mike Allred has thrown his uh, groove on, uh, I'm going to read. Uh, Silver Surfer definitely will be something I'll be talking about in the future. But for now, we're talking about Forger. So Lee, written by Mike and Lee Allred. Uh, Lee is Mike Allred's brother, apparently. Now, I am not at all really familiar with the new gods. The, the whole fourth world uh, thing that Jack Kirby created, not, don't, know a, don't know a lot about it. Know who Darkseid is. Um, I know who Orion is. Uh, new Genesis, Mr. Miracle, only because of Justice League back in the day, uh, back in the Keith Giffen era. But other than that, I don't really know a lot about it. I, Granny Goodness... She's somebody, um, Big Barda, uh, Metron, he's the the dude that sits in the chair. Um, yeah, don't know a lot about it, but I started reading this because simply because of the man, Mike Allred, uh, and the beautiful colors by his wife, Laura. And I will say thus far, the book is freaking beautiful. It is a beautiful looking book. Um, but had it not been for Mike Allred, I don't think I would have gone past that first issue because it's freaking weird. He wakes up in a basement in a cocoon. Uh, there's a little ghost girl there with a teddy bear that talks to him. These freaking weird monsters are chasing him around. Uh, he's, he's, he meets up with some other dude who, I, I don't know. He, the, the dream stream is what he, keep, this other guy keeps talking about. He is the, he is the, uh, 
he polices the dream stream. And so somehow this doc, this general electric guy shows up. I don't know if he's an old school character. I have to assume he is. Uh, there's these whistles that uh, are made out of a weird metal that uh, affect dreams or bring you into the dream stream or take you out of the dream stream. But before we know it, um, Forager is chucked back into World War II, uh, somewhere where there's a lot of snow and ice. Uh, the original Blue Beetle is there. There's a couple of other heroes, um, along with the Losers and the Bazooka Brigade, I think they were called. Anyway, it was really, really confusing, um, and yet still entertaining. I, don't, I, I can't explain it, because I, while I wasn't able to follow a lot of it, uh, you know, I still, I, I, I kept turning the page or flipping through the panels as it is on my phone. Cause this was a, this was a book I got through Hoopla. And again, I'm not done with it. Uh, I've left off, uh, in the middle of issue three, he forager is now with the girl and her teddy bear and they're somewhere in the woods and Atlas is there who I find quite disconcerting because he talks like he's an idiot uh, and he has a hood with no shirt. That always that always makes me distrust a character. If they don't have a shirt, they're bare-chested, uh, nothing around their torso whatsoever, nothing around their arms or their shoulders and their chest, and yet wears a hood. I find that really weird. It would be like wearing a mask, a full face mask with no shirt on creepy. That's, that's, that's all there is to say about it. Uh, so I'm going to keep reading it. Uh, maybe I'll report out on it. Um, when I'm, when I finished it probably by next week, but, uh, beautiful, beautiful book. Mike Allred's the man, uh, and her Laura Allred's colors. I like her colors. I think there's a, there's also a big problem in this day and age with the way some colors are done. Uh, with the way uh, everything is done digitally nowadays, there are obviously more options for a colorist to do many more things. Um, and I think if done correctly, uh, when adding shading um, and whatnot, uh, I think it. I've seen some really amazing colors and I've also seen where it looks like the colorist is just just trying too hard. They're trying, they've added more than probably what needs to be added. Laura Allred does just what she needs to do. It's not too much. It's, 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 they're, they're, she, her colors are really great. They're not overstated. They're very, uh, bright and, uh, colorful, <laughs> but, uh, she doesn't go over the top. She doesn't try to make every single thing nuanced and shaded and 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 whatnot. But she uh, she's really good. I really like her colors. I'm very happy with her colors. And like I said, I've seen a lot of uh, really good colorists out there. I just their names are escaping me. Here, I'll give you an example. So I'm uh, one of the other books I'm reading through Hoopla is um, Preacher. I'm on the third volume, um, and. I noticed, 
I didn't notice it right away. So I don't know if there was a change at some point in one of the volumes, but at one point I realized this looks a little different than I remember it looking. And that's when I realized that some of it or all of it has been recolored. And once I noticed, I really had a hard time with it. I don't know why. It's there. There's just there's just so much to do with the new way of coloring that I think some people take it to a level it doesn't need to be taken. And I'm I'm fine with the old the old way of coloring. Uh, if a book, if that's the way. I guess if the book was colored a certain way originally, why mess with it? That's my thought. It's like if a band has a really great song uh, that they recorded and put on an album and they only spent $1,000 to record the album, and so it's really raw, and then 10 years later, they've got all the money in the world, and hey, let's 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 re-record this song because it's one of our classes. Well, we'll re-record it and we'll use all the tricks that we know now and all the studio tricks. And then it just sounds like crap. Or if somebody covers a great song from back in the day, it never sounds as good because there's just something, there's something to be said about the way a piece of art was created when it was created using what, was available at the time. That's what you're used to, whether it's something you listen to, music, or something visual, comic books or a movie. Yeah, I'm talking to you, George Lucas. I like your special editions, but was it necessary? I don't think so. So you visually, or if you're listening, you get used to uh, the way it is, and then somebody comes along and tries to make it better, and maybe for the person who's never seen it before or who's never heard it before, for them, it's it's fine. It looks great. It sounds great. But for those of us who have been viewing it or listening to it a certain way for 20 years, don't mess with success. That's all I'm saying. So that's my comics this week. Um, I might have more next week if... You can throw out some recommendations if you know what's on Hoopla. They got a lot of stuff on Hoopla. So, you know, if you want to throw me some recommendations, I'll have an email at the end of the the podcast. You can shoot me a line and tell me what I should be trying to look at. But again, I only get four for the month, and I've already used one for September. So I got two more bits of business before we wrap this episode up. I think it's going to come in a little over 30 minutes, but you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it if you're fine with it. But uh, two bits of business to talk about. Uh, First, I want to talk about my Patreon, and then we're going to just talk about what you can expect going forward, some of the things that, that I have to talk about in future episodes. So let's talk about Patreon real quick. The main reason I bring it up is because... um, Yes, you can support me on Patreon. You can be a patron uh, and pledge a dollar a month or $2 a month. Let me tell you what that's going to go towards. Right now, I'm hosting this podcast on Podomatic. If you um, listen to my most previous audio update that I put on Patreon, I've been that's what kind of led to this podcast. I was doing these audio updates on Patreon. I had an announcement that I was going to start podcasting again. And in that announcement, I said I was going to put all my episodes up on Patreon 
which meant that, you know, while they would be available for everyone, folks couldn't get them through iTunes and, and all that crud. Uh, but I was pointed towards, based on that audio update, I was uh, pointed towards a place called Podomatic, which I'm going, I'm using now to host the website or to host the, the podcast. And I'm using their free, their basic options. It's free. But of course, being free, it's got limits. Uh, the first limit is I have a 500 megabyte storage limit, meaning if I hit that 500 megabytes and I want to put another episode out, I got to delete an old episode. Um, and I'm not a big fan of that. Um, and I think anybody who might be a, a comic book collector uh, might not be a big fan of that because for a lot of us, we're all completists. And you may listen to an episode, number one, and then a year later decide, I want to go back and listen to ep-. Just knowing that it's there makes you feel good. You may not ever go back and listen to it, but knowing that it's still there makes you feel good. But I would have to delete them after I hit 500 megabytes, which is... Not too many episodes. We're talking about maybe six months, six to eight months worth of episodes. Plus, on my end, using the basic, the free option, there I don't really have access to any real stats to see uh, who's, you know, how many people are listening and and, and all that stuff. So, my first stretch goal on the Patreon is going to be uh, ten dollars in pledges a month. If I can get up to that level, ten dollars in pledges a month, that's either ten people pledging a dollar a month, five people pledging $2 a month. Once I can get to that $10 level, I'm going to move up to the first paid level on Podomatic, which will give me two gigabytes of storage. Uh, So that means older episodes won't fall off anytime soon after that. Um, And then if, and then at that point, I will come up with my next stretch goal. So here are our two tiers on Patreon. Um, And right now, uh, here's what I have available as rewards. So I'm throwing it out to y'all. If you have better ideas, something I can do as a reward, you let me know. But first, first is the, the dollar tier, which I call the awesome tier for your pledge of a dollar a month. Not only will I thank you, uh, not only will I thank you are one awesome person. I will include you in the acknowledgement section of each book I publish following your pledge. You will also get behind the scenes, see what I'm writing as I write, see cover ideas I'm bouncing around, and have the opportunity to be part of the creative process by voting on covers and ideas and such. Um, I'm going to expand that to include behind the scenes of anything that's going on with the podcast. Um, help, you know, let you be involved in the creative process of the podcast to, to uh, help me with ideas and whatnot. Uh, the second tier is the number is the the two dollar or the totally awesome tier. Everything from the awesome tier, I will also give you a free ebook copy of any book I finish during your pledge period before it goes up for sale. So that's what's going on with the Patreon. The first stretch goal is ten dollars. Uh, as soon as I can get to that, then the podcast will get a little better uh, as far as not quality, <laughs> but the old episodes won't be dropping off. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode, but before I do, uh, let me tell you what what you can expect going forward. This is what I got coming up. Uh, More comics, of course, more comic talk. Uh, I will be talking about writing. Uh, 
I don't really have anything to say about the writing today because I haven't done a lot of writing over the past week or so, simply because I've been preparing for this podcast. But as I start getting back into my weekly writing, uh, I'll be I'll be talking about that, the process, uh, ideas, that kind of stuff, where I'm at, um, updates on on when books are coming, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll, I will be talking about television. I've been watching the new Jack Ryan series on Prime, and of course, Iron Fist starts on Friday, so I'm certainly going to be talking about that. Uh, as far as books, I've been listening to the Artemis Fowl series. Uh, also through a different app for my library, the Overdrive app, been listening to those audiobooks. So expect some talk about Artemis Fowl. I'm going to be talking about some westerns. Been going through a real western kick lately, watching a lot of western movies. Uh, so I believe I'm going to have an. Ep- I want to have an episode in which maybe I'll talk about my top five favorite westerns. To talk through some westerns. If if you like westerns, that'll be the episode for you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to talk a bit about my love-hate relationship with Batman. Don't get me started on that guy, because I'll talk about Batman. I am, uh, I'm going to save that. But don't get me started on Batman, because you're going to hear it. That's the episode, folks. Uh, first episode, I think it went okay. Uh, everybody, anything you've ever read, if you've ever wanted a podcast, they'll tell you your first episode's going to suck. That's just the way it is. This episode kind of sucks. That's just the way it is. It's not as bad as my very first podcast episode back in the JAF days. That one really sucked. Uh, So you really, if you even kind of enjoyed this episode, we're just going to keep going up from here. So if you have any questions or feedback, you can drop me a line at stephenorelse at gmail.com. I'll have that in the show notes because... Stephen Orr is spelled kind of weird, S-T-E-E-V-E-N-O-R-R-Else at gmail.com. You can find me at stephenorrelse.com or at Twitter at stephenorrelse. So until next week, enjoy your week, enjoy life, enjoy the people around you, enjoy the books you read, the comics you read, the TV shows you watch. Let's try to stay out of the negativity and focus on the positivity. That's what I try to do every day. It doesn't always happen. I can tend to get a little dark and negative. And that's going to come across every once in a while on the podcast. But let's try to keep it it positive, folks. See you next week.